Section 12 of Pensée. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Derek McLaughlin, London, Ontario, Canada. Latin language reading by Lenny, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Pensée by Blaise Pascal. Translated by W. F. Trotter. Section 12. Proofs of Jesus Christ. 737. Therefore, I reject all other religions. In that way I find an answer to all objections. It is right that a God so pure should only reveal himself to those whose hearts are purified. Hence this religion is lovable to me, and I find it now sufficiently justified by so divine a morality. But I find more in it. I find it convincing that, since the memory of man has lasted, it was constantly announced to men that they were universally corrupt, but that a Redeemer should come, that it was not one man who said it, but innumerable men, and a whole nation expressly made for the purpose, and prophesying for four thousand years. This is a nation which is more ancient than every other nation. Their books, scattered abroad, are four thousand years old. The more I examine them, the more truths I find in them. An entire nation foretell him before his advent, and an entire nation worship him after his advent, what has preceded and what has followed. In short, people without idols and kings, this synagogue which was foretold, and these wretches who frequent it, and who, being our enemies, are admirable witnesses of the truth of these prophecies, wherein their wretchedness and even their blindness are foretold. I find this succession, this religion, wholly divine in its authority, in its duration, in its perpetuity, in its morality, in its conduct, in its doctrine, in its effects. The frightful darkness of the Jews was foretold. Edis falpans in meridie. Footnote. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 29. And thou shalt grope at noonday as the blind gropeth in darkness, and thou shalt not prosper in thy ways, and thou shalt be only oppressed and robbed alway and there shall be none to save thee. End of footnote. Dabitur liber scienti literas, etiquet, non possum legere. Footnote. Isaiah chapter 29, verse 12. And the book is delivered to him that is not learned, saying, Read this, I pray thee, and he saith, I am not learned. End of footnote. While the scepter was still in the hands of the first foreign usurper, there is the report of the coming of Jesus Christ. So I hold out my arms to my Redeemer, who, having been foretold for four thousand years, has come to suffer and to die for me on earth, at the time and under all the circumstances foretold. By His grace I await death in peace, in the hope of being eternally united to Him. Yet I live with joy, whether in the prosperity which it pleases Him to bestow upon me, or in the adversity which He sends for my good, and which He has taught me to bear by His example. 738. The prophecies, having given different signs which should all happen at the advent of the Messiah, it was necessary that all these signs should occur at the same time. So it was necessary that the fourth monarchy should have come, when the seventy weeks of Daniel were ended, and that the scepter should have then departed from Judah. And all this happened without any difficulty. Then it was necessary that the Messiah should come, and Jesus Christ then came who was called the Messiah. 
and all this again was without difficulty. This indeed shows the truth of the prophecies. 739. The prophets foretold, and were not foretold. The saints again were foretold, but did not foretell. Jesus Christ both foretold, and was foretold. 740. Jesus Christ, whom the two testaments regard, the old as its hope, the new as its model, and both as their center. 741. The two oldest books in the world are those of Moses and Job, the one a Jew and the other a Gentile. Both of them look upon Jesus Christ as their common center and object, Moses in relating the promises of God to Abraham, Jacob, etc., and his prophecies, and Job, quis mihi deet ut, etc., scio enim quadredemptor meus vivit, etc. Footnote, Job, chapter 19, verses 23 to 25. Oh, that my words were now written! Oh, that they were inscribed in a book! That with an iron pen and lead they were graven in the rock for ever! But as for me, I know that my Redeemer liveth, and at last he will stand up upon the earth. End of footnote. 742. The Gospel only speaks of the virginity of the Virgin up to the time of the birth of Jesus Christ, all with reference to Jesus Christ. 743. Proofs of Jesus Christ. Why was the book of Ruth preserved? Why the story of Tamar? 744. Pray that ye enter not into temptation. It is dangerous to be tempted, and people are tempted because they do not pray. Et tu conversus confirma fratres tuos. Footnote. Luke chapter 22, verse 32. But I made supplication for thee, that thy faith fail not. And do thou, when once thou hast turned again, establish thy brethren. End of footnote. But before... Conversus Jesus respectit Petrum. Footnote. Luke chapter 22, verse 61. And the Lord turned and looked upon Peter, and Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how that he said unto him, Before the cock crow this day, thou shalt deny me thrice. End of footnote. St. Peter asks permission to strike Malchus, and strikes before hearing the answer. Jesus Christ replies afterwards. The word, Galilee, which the Jewish mob pronounced as if by chance in accusing Jesus Christ before Pilate, afforded Pilate a reason for sending Jesus Christ to Herod, and thereby the mystery was accomplished, that he should be judged by Jews and Gentiles. Chance was apparently the cause of the accomplishment of the mystery. 745. Those who have a difficulty in believing seek a reason in the fact that the Jews do not believe. Were this so clear, say they, why did the Jews not believe? and they almost wished that they had believed, so as not to be kept back by the example of their refusal. But it is their very refusal that is the foundation of our faith. We should be much less disposed to the faith if they were on our side. We should then have a more ample pretext. The wonderful thing is to have made the Jews great lovers of the things foretold, and great enemies of their fulfillment. 746 the Jews were accustomed to great and striking miracles, and so, having had the great miracles of the Red Sea and of the land of Canaan as an epitome of the great deeds of their Messiah, they therefore looked for more striking miracles, of which those of Moses were only the patterns. 747. 
The carnal Jews and the heathen have their calamities, and Christians also. There is no Redeemer for the heathen, for they do not so much as hope for one. There is no Redeemer for the Jews, they hope for him in vain. There is a Redeemer only for Christians. See Perpetuity. 748. In the time of the Messiah, the people divided themselves. The spiritual embraced the Messiah, and the coarser-minded remained to serve as witnesses of him. 749. If this was clearly foretold to the Jews, how did they not believe it, or why were they not destroyed for resisting a fact so clear? I reply, in the first place it was foretold both that they would not believe a thing so clear, and that they would not be destroyed. And nothing is more to the glory of the Messiah, for it was not enough that there should be prophets, their prophets must be kept above suspicion. Now, etc. 750. If the Jews had all been converted by Jesus Christ, we should have none but questionable witnesses. And if they had been entirely destroyed, we should have no witnesses at all. 751. What do the prophets say of Jesus Christ? That he will be clearly God? No, but that he is a God truly hidden, that he will be slighted, that none will think that it is he, that he will be a stone of stumbling, upon which many will stumble, etc. Let people then reproach us no longer for want of clearness, since we make profession of it. But it is said there are obscurities, and without that no one would have stumbled over Jesus Christ, and this is one of the formal pronouncements of the prophets. Excaica. Footnote. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 10. Make the heart of this people fat, and make their ears heavy, and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and turn again, and be healed. End of footnote. 752. Moses first teaches the Trinity, original sin, the Messiah. David, a great witness, a king, good, merciful, a beautiful soul, a sound mind, powerful. He prophesies, and his wonder comes to pass. This is infinite. He had only to say that he was the Messiah, if he had been vain, for the prophecies are clearer about him than about Jesus Christ. And the same with St. John. 753. Herod was believed to be the Messiah. He had taken away the scepter from Judah, but he was not of Judah. This gave rise to a considerable sect. Curse of the Greeks upon those who count three periods of time. In what way should the Messiah come, seeing that through him the scepter was to be eternally in Judah, and at his coming the scepter was to be taken away from Judah? In order to effect that seeing they should not see, and hearing they should not understand, nothing could be better done. 754. Homo existence, te deum Footnote. Man existing makes thee God. End of footnote. Scriptum est, thee estis, et non potest solvi scriptura. Footnote. It is written, you are gods, and the scripture cannot be overthrown. End of footnote. Haec infirmitas non est ad vitam, et est ad mortem. Footnote. This sickness is not unto life, and is unto death. End of footnote. Lazarus dormit, et de inde dixit. Lazarus mortus est. Footnote. John chapter 11, verses 11 and 14. 
These things spake he, and after this he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus is fallen asleep, but I go, that I may awake him out of sleep. Then Jesus therefore said unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. End of footnote. 755. The Apparent Discrepancy of the Gospels. 756. What can we have but reverence for a man who foretells plainly things which come to pass, and who declares his intention both to blind and to enlighten, and who intersperses obscurities among the clear things which come to pass? 757. The time of the first advent was foretold, the time of the second is not so, because the first was to be obscure, and the second is to be brilliant, and so manifest that even his enemies will recognize it. But, as he was first to come only in obscurity, and to be known only of those who searched the scriptures, note, in the text the thought is incomplete. End of note. 758. God, in order to cause the Messiah to be known by the good, and not to be known by the wicked, made him to be foretold in this manner. If the manner of the Messiah had been clearly foretold, there would have been no obscurity, even for the wicked. If the time had been obscurely foretold, there would have been obscurity even for the good. For their goodness of heart would not have made them understand, for instance, that the closed mem signifies six hundred years. But the time has been clearly foretold, and the manner in types. By this means the wicked, taking the promised blessings for material blessings, have fallen into error, in spite of the clear prediction of the time, and the good have not fallen into error. For the understanding of the promised blessings depends on the heart, which calls good that which it loves. But the understanding of the promised time does not depend on the heart. And thus the clear prediction of the time, and the obscure prediction of the blessings, deceive the wicked alone. 759. Either the Jews or the Christians must be wicked. 760. The Jews reject him, but not all. The saints receive him, and not the carnal-minded. And so far is this from being against his glory, that it is the last touch which crowns it. For their argument, the only one found in all their writings, in the Talmud and in the rabbinical writings, amounts only to this, that Jesus Christ has not subdued the nations with sword in hand. Gladium tuum potentissime. Footnote. Psalm 45, verse 3. Gird thy sword upon thy thigh, O mighty one, thy glory and thy majesty. End of footnote. Is this all they have to say? Jesus Christ has been slain, say they. He has failed. He has not subdued the heathen with his might. He has not bestowed upon us their spoil. He does not give riches. Is this all they have to say? It is in this respect that he is lovable to me. I would not desire him whom they fancy. It is evident that it is only his life which has prevented them from accepting him and through this rejection they are irreproachable witnesses, and, what is more, they thereby accomplish the prophecies. By means of the fact that this people have not accepted him, this miracle here has happened. The prophecies were the only lasting miracles which could be wrought, but they were liable to be denied. 761. The Jews, in slaying him in order not to receive him as the Messiah, have given him the final proof of being the Messiah. And in continuing not to recognize him, they made themselves irreproachable witnesses. Both in slaying him and in continuing to deny him, 
they have fulfilled the prophecies. Isaiah chapter 60, Psalm 71. 762. What could the Jews, his enemies, do? If they receive him, they give proof of him by their reception, for then the guardians of the expectation of the Messiah receive him. If they reject him, they give proof of him by their rejection. 763. The Jews, in testing if he were God, have shown that he was man. 764. The Church has had as much difficulty in showing that Jesus Christ was man against those who denied it, as in showing that he was God, and the probabilities were equally great. 765. Source of Contradictions. A God humiliated even to the death on the cross. A Messiah triumphing over death by his own death. Two natures in Jesus Christ. Two advents. Two states of man's nature. 766. Types. Savior. Father. Sacrificer. Offering. Food. King. Wise. Lawgiver. Afflicted. Poor. Having to create a people whom he must lead and nourish and bring into his land. Jesus Christ, Offices. He alone had to create a great people, elect, holy, and chosen, to lead, nourish, and bring it into the place of rest and holiness, to make it holy to God, to make it the temple of God, to reconcile it to and save it from the wrath of God, to free it from the slavery of sin which visibly reigns in man, to give laws to this people and engrave these laws on their heart, to offer himself to God for them, and sacrifice himself for them, to be a victim without blemish, and himself the sacrificer, having to offer himself, his body, and his blood, and yet to offer bread and wine to God. Ingredients mundum. Footnote. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 5. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body didst thou prepare for me. End of footnote. Stone upon stone. What preceded and what followed, all the Jews exist still and are wanderers. 767. Of all that is on earth he partakes only of the sorrows, not of the joys. He loves his neighbors, but his love does not confine itself within these bounds, and overflows to his own enemies, and then to those of God. 768. Jesus Christ typified by Joseph, the beloved of his father, sent by his father to see his brethren, etc. Innocent, sold by his brethren for twenty pieces of silver, and thereby becoming their Lord, their Savior, the Savior of strangers, and the Savior of the world, which had not been but for their plot to destroy him, their sale and their rejection of him. In prison, Joseph, innocent between two criminals, Jesus Christ on the cross between two thieves. Joseph foretells freedom to the one and death to the other, from the same omens. Jesus Christ saves the elect and condemns the outcast for the same sins. Joseph foretells only, Jesus Christ acts. Joseph asks him who will be saved to remember him when he comes into his glory, and he whom Jesus Christ saves asks that he will remember him when he comes into his kingdom. 769. The conversion of the heathen was only reserved for the grace of the Messiah. 
The Jews have been so long in opposition to them without success. All that Solomon and the prophets said has been useless. Sages, like Plato and Socrates, have been able to persuade them. 770. After many persons had gone before, Jesus Christ at last came to say, Here am I, and this is the time. That which the prophets have said was to come in the fullness of time, I tell you my apostles will do. The Jews shall be cast out, Jerusalem shall be soon destroyed, and the heathen shall enter into the knowledge of God. My apostles shall do this, after you have slain the heir of the vineyard. Then the apostles said to the Jews, You shall be accursed. Celsus laughed at it. And to the heathen you shall enter into the knowledge of God. And this then came to pass. 771. Jesus Christ came to blind those who saw clearly, and to give sight to the blind, to heal the sick and leave the healthy to die, to call to repentance and to justify sinners, and to leave the righteous in their sins, to fill the needy and leave the rich empty. 772. Holiness. Effundum spiritum meum. Footnote. Joel, chapter 2, verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. End of footnote. All nations were in unbelief and lust. The whole world now became fervent with love. Princes abandoned their pomp, maidens suffered martyrdom. Whence came this influence? The Messiah was come. These were the effect and signs of his coming. 773. Destruction of the Jews and heathen by Jesus Christ. Omnes gentes venient et adorabunt eum. Footnote. Psalm 22, verse 2. O my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou answerest not, and in the night season, and am not silent. End of footnote. Parum est ut. Etc. Footnote. Isaiah, chapter 49, verse 6. He says, It is too small a thing for you to be my servant, to restore the tribes of Jacob, and to bring back those of Israel I have kept. I will also make you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring my salvation to the ends of the earth. End of footnote. Postula Ami. Footnote. Psalm 2, verse 8. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. End of footnote. Adorabunt eum omnes regis. Footnote, Psalm 72, verse 11. All kings will bow down to him, and all nations will serve him. End of footnote. Testes iniqui. Footnote, Psalm 35, verse 11. Ruthless witnesses come forward. They question me on things I know nothing about. End of footnote. David Maxillam percutienti. Footnote, Lamentations, chapter 3, verse 30. Let him offer his cheek to one who would strike him, and let him be filled with disgrace. End of footnote. The Derun fell in Eskam. Footnote. Psalm 69, verse 21. They put gall in my food, and gave me vinegar for my thirst. End of footnote. 774. Jesus Christ for all, Moses for a nation. The Jews blessed in Abraham. I will bless those that bless thee. But... All nations blessed in his seed. Parmest ut, etc. Lumen ad revelationem gentium. Footnote. 
Luke chapter 2 verse 32 A light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. End of footnote. Non fecit taliter omni nationi. Footnote. Psalm 147 verse 20 He has done this for no other nation. They do not know his laws. Praise the Lord. End of footnote. Said David in speaking of the law. But, in speaking of Jesus Christ, we must say, etc., Isaiah. So it belongs to Jesus Christ to be universal. Even the church offers sacrifice only for the faithful. Jesus Christ offered that of the cross for all. 775. There is heresy in always explaining omnes by all and heresy in not explaining it sometimes by all. Bibite ex hoc omnis. Footnote, Matthew chapter 26, verse 27. Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and offered it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. End of footnote. The Huguenots are heretics in explaining it by all. In quo omnis pecaverunt. Footnote, Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, in this way death came to all men, because all sinned. End of footnote. The Huguenots are heretics in accepting the children of true believers. We must then follow the fathers and tradition in order to know when to do so, since there is heresy to be feared on both sides. 776. Footnote, Luke chapter 12, verse 32. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. End of footnote. Timore et tremore, quid ergo, ne timeas modo timeas. Fear not, provided you fear. But if you fear not, then fear. Qui me recipit, non me recipit, sed eum qui me misit. Footnote, Matthew chapter 10, verse 40. He who receives you receives me, and he who receives me receives the one who sent me. End of footnote. Nemoskit, neque filius. Footnote, Matthew chapter 11, verse 27. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. End of footnote. Nubes lucida obumbrawit. Footnote. Matthew chapter 17 verse 5. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud enveloped them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. End of footnote. St. John was to turn hearts of the fathers to the children, and Jesus Christ to plant division. There is no contradiction. 777. The effects in comuni ad in particulari. Footnote. In general, in particular. End of footnote. The semi-Pelagians err in saying of in comuni what is true only in particulari, and the Calvinists in saying in particulari what is true in comuni. Such is my opinion. 778. Omnis Judaea Regio et Jerusalemitai universi, et baptizabantur. Footnote, Mark chapter 1, verse 5. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him, 
Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. End of footnote. Because of all the conditions of men who came there. From these stones there can come children unto Abraham. 779. If men knew themselves, God would heal and pardon them. Ne convertantur et sanem eos, et nimitantur eis peccata. Footnote. Mark, chapter 4, verse 12. So that they may be ever seeing but never perceiving, and ever hearing but never understanding. Otherwise they might turn and be forgiven. End of footnote. 780. Jesus Christ never condemned without hearing. To Judas. Amice ad quid venisti. Footnote. Matthew chapter 26 verse 50. Jesus replied, Friend, do what you came for. End of footnote. To him that had not on the wedding garment, the same. 781. The types of the completeness of the redemption, as that the Son gives light to all, indicate only completeness. But the types of exclusions, as of the Jews elected to the exclusion of the Gentiles, indicate exclusion. Jesus Christ, the Redeemer of all. Yes, for he has offered like a man who has ransomed all those who were willing to come to him. If any die on the way, it is their misfortune, but, so far as he was concerned, he offered them redemption. That holds good in this example, where he who ransoms and he who prevents death are two persons, but not of Jesus Christ, who does both these things. No, for Jesus Christ, in the quality of Redeemer, is not perhaps Master of all, and thus, in so far as it is in him, he is the Redeemer of all. When it is said that Jesus Christ did not die for all, you take undue advantage of a fault in men who at once apply this exception to themselves, and this is to favor despair, instead of turning them from it to favor hope. For men thus accustom themselves to inward virtues by outward customs. 782. The Victory Over Death What is a man advantaged if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Whosoever will save his soul shall lose it. I am not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill. Lambs took not away the sins of the world, but I am the Lamb which taketh away the sins. Moses gave you not the bread from heaven. Moses hath not led you out of captivity and made you truly free. 783. Then Jesus Christ comes to tell men that they have no other enemies but themselves, that it is their passions which keep them apart from God, that he comes to destroy these and to give them his grace, so as to make of them all one holy church, that he comes to bring back into this church the heathen and Jews, that he comes to destroy the idols of the former and the superstition of the latter. To this all men are opposed, not only from the natural opposition of lust, but above all the kings of the earth, as had been foretold, joined together to destroy this religion at its birth. Quare fermerum tientes, reges terrae, adversus Christum. Footnote, Psalm 2, verses 1 and 2. Why do the nations conspire and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth take their stand, and the rulers gather together against the Lord and against his anointed one, taken as a prophecy of Christ. End of footnote. All that is great on earth is united together, the learned, the wise, the kings. The first write, the second condemn, the last kill. 
and notwithstanding all these oppositions, these men, simple and weak, resist all these powers, subdue even these kings, these learned men, and these sages, and remove idolatry from all the earth. And all this is done by the power which had foretold it. 784. Jesus Christ would not have the testimony of devils, nor of those who were not called, but of God and John the Baptist. 785. I consider Jesus Christ in all persons and in ourselves, Jesus Christ as a father in his father, Jesus Christ as a brother in his brethren, Jesus Christ as poor in the poor, Jesus Christ as rich in the rich, Jesus Christ as doctor and priest in priests, Jesus Christ as sovereign in princes, etc. For by his glory he is all that is great, being God, and by his mortal life he is all that is poor and abject. Therefore he has taken this unhappy condition, so that he could be in all persons, and the model of all conditions. 786. Jesus Christ is an obscurity, according to what the world calls obscurity, such that historians, writing only of important matters of states, have hardly noticed him. 787. On the fact that neither Josephus, nor Tacitus, nor other historians have spoken of Jesus Christ. So far is this from telling against Christianity, that on the contrary it tells for it. For it is certain that Jesus Christ has existed, that his religion has made a great talk, and that these persons were not ignorant of it. Thus it is plain that they purposely concealed it, or that, if they did speak of it, their account has been suppressed or changed. 788. I have reserved me seven thousand. I love the worshippers unknown to the world and to the very prophets. 789. As Jesus Christ remained unknown among men, so his truth remains among common opinions without external difference. Thus the Eucharist among ordinary bread. 790. Jesus would not be slain without the forms of justice, for it is far more ignominious to die by justice than by an unjust sedition. 791. The false justice of Pilate only serves to make Jesus Christ suffer, for he causes him to be scourged by his false justice, and afterwards puts him to death. It would have been better to have put him to death at once. Thus it is with the falsely just. They do good and evil works to please the world, and to show that they are not altogether of Jesus Christ, for they are ashamed of him. And at last, under great temptations and on great occasions, they kill him. 792. What man ever had more renown? The whole Jewish people foretell him before his coming. The Gentile people worship him after his coming. The two peoples, Gentile and Jewish, regard him as their center. And yet what man enjoys this renown less? Of thirty-three years he lives thirty without appearing. For three years he passes as an impostor. The priests and the chief people reject him. His friends and his nearest relatives despise him. Finally he dies, betrayed by one of his own disciples, denied by another, and abandoned by all. What part, then, has he in this renown? Never had man so much renown, never had man more ignominy. All that renown has served only for us to render us capable of recognizing him, and he had none of it for himself. 793. 
The infinite distance between body and mind is a symbol of the infinitely more infinite distance between mind and charity, for charity is supernatural. All the glory of greatness has no luster for people who are in search of understanding. The greatness of clever men is invisible to kings, to the rich, to chiefs, and to all the worldly great. The greatness of wisdom, which is nothing if not of God, is invisible to the carnal-minded and to the clever. These are three orders differing in kind. Great geniuses have their power, their glory, their greatness, their victory, their luster, and have no need of worldly greatness, with which they are not in keeping. They are seen, not by the eye, but by the mind. This is sufficient. The saints have their power, their glory, their victory, their luster, and need no worldly or intellectual greatness, with which they have no affinity, for these neither add anything to them, nor take away anything from them. They are seen of God and the angels, and not of the body, nor of the curious mind. God is enough for them. Archimedes, apart from his rank, would have the same veneration. He fought no battles for the eyes to feast upon, but he has given his discoveries to all men. Oh, how brilliant he was to the mind! Jesus Christ, without riches and without any external exhibition of knowledge, is in his own order of holiness. He did not invent, he did not reign, but he was humble, patient, holy, holy to God, terrible to devils, without any sin. Oh, in what great pomp, and in what wonderful splendor, he has come to the eyes of the heart which perceive wisdom. It would have been useless for Archimedes to have acted the prince in his books on geometry, although he was a prince. It would have been useless for our Lord Jesus Christ to come like a king in order to shine forth in his kingdom of holiness, but he came there appropriately in the glory of his own order. It is most absurd to take offense at the lowliness of Jesus Christ, as if his lowliness were in the same order as the greatness which he came to manifest. If we consider this greatness in his life, in his passion, in his obscurity, in his death, in the choice of his disciples, in their desertion, in his secret resurrection, and the rest, we shall see it to be so immense that we shall have no reason for being offended at a lowliness which is not of that order. But there are some who can only admire worldly greatness, as though there were no intellectual greatness, and others who only admire intellectual greatness, as though there were not infinitely higher things in wisdom. All bodies, the firmament, the stars, the earth and its kingdoms, are not equal to the lowest mind, for mind knows all these and itself, and these bodies nothing. All bodies together, and all minds together, and all their products, are not equal to the least feeling of charity. This is of an order infinitely more exalted. From all bodies together we cannot obtain one little thought. This is impossible, and of another order. From all bodies and minds we cannot produce a feeling of true charity. This is impossible, and of another and supernatural order. 794. Why did Jesus Christ not come in a visible manner, instead of obtaining testimony of himself from preceding prophecies? Why did he cause himself to be foretold in types? 795. If Jesus Christ had only come to sanctify, all scripture and all things would tend to that end, and it would be quite easy to convince unbelievers. If Jesus Christ had only come to blind, all his conduct would be confused, 
and we would have no means of convincing unbelievers. But as he came in sanctificationem et in scandalum, footnote Isaiah chapter eight verse fourteen, and he will be a sanctuary, but for both houses of Israel he will be a stone that causes men to stumble, and a rock that makes them fall. And for the people of Jerusalem he will be a trap and a snare. End of footnote. As Isaiah says, we cannot convince unbelievers, and they cannot convince us. But by this very fact we convince them, since we say that in his whole conduct there is no convincing proof on one side or the other. 796. Jesus Christ does not say that he is not of Nazareth, in order to leave the wicked in their blindness, nor that he is not Joseph's son. 797. Proofs of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said great things so simply that it seems as though he had not thought them great, and yet so clearly that we easily see what he thought of them. This clearness, joined to this simplicity, is wonderful. 798. The style of the gospel is admirable in so many ways, and among the rest in hurling no invectives against the persecutors and enemies of Jesus Christ. For there is no such invective in any of the historians against Judas, Pilate, or any of the Jews. If this moderation of the writers of the Gospels had been assumed, as well as many other traits of so beautiful a character, and they had only assumed it to attract notice, even if they had not dared to draw attention to it themselves, they would not have failed to secure friends, for who would have made such remarks to their advantage? But as they acted thus without pretense, and from wholly disinterested motives, they did not point it out to any one, and I believe that many such facts have not been noticed till now, which is evidence of the natural disinterestedness with which the thing has been done. 799. An artisan who speaks of wealth, a lawyer who speaks of war, of royalty, etc. But the rich man rightly speaks of wealth, a king speaks indifferently of a great gift he has just made, and God rightly speaks of God. 800. Who has taught the evangelists the quality of a perfectly heroic soul, that they paint it so perfectly in Jesus Christ? Why do they make him weak in his agony? Do they not know how to paint a resolute death? Yes, for the same St. Luke paints the death of St. Stephen as braver than that of Jesus Christ. They make him therefore capable of fear, before the necessity of dying has come, and then altogether brave. But when they make him so troubled, it is when he afflicts himself, and when men afflict him, he is altogether strong. 801. Proof of Jesus Christ. The supposition that the apostles were impostors is very absurd. Let us think it out. Let us imagine those twelve men, assembled after the death of Jesus Christ, plotting to say that he was risen. By this they attack all the powers. The heart of man is strangely inclined to fickleness, to change, to promises, to gain. However little any of them might have been led astray by all these attractions, nay more, by the fear of prisons, tortures, and death, they were lost. Let us follow up this thought. 802. The apostles were either deceived or deceivers. Either supposition has difficulties, for it is not possible to mistake a man raised from the dead. While Jesus Christ was with them, he could sustain them. But, after that, if he did not appear to them, who inspired them to act? 
End of section 12.